This is Indie Business Podcast, Episode 95. Welcome to the Indie Business Podcast. I'm your host, Donna Maria. I am a business coach, certified entrepreneur mentor, and the founder and CEO of the Indie Business Network, where we offer general and product liability insurance and personal entrepreneurial and small business training and mentoring in a group setting for American makers and artisan entrepreneurs. Our goal is to help you build a profitable business that makes you happy and successful and can generate income for life. In this episode, I interview Rachel Beyer of Rachel Beyer Artist Apothecary in Portland, Oregon. For Rachel, art has always been a passion. Her mother and grandmother taught her how to sew, and growing up, she took extra art classes every chance she got. So it's no surprise that her business is an outgrowth of a combination of her passion training, and expertise as an artist. After studying graphic design and fine art in college, Rachel realized she would not be happy with a life filled with mainly time spent in front of a computer, even if it was doing what she loved. So she began to study herbs and aromatherapy and eventually integrated all of her skills and passions into an Etsy shop selling her artwork. And she became a published author and a freelance designer and craft blogger. I can't wait for you to hear more about Rachel's entrepreneurial journey, especially how she manages a successful business while dealing with chronic pain without compromising her health and how she remains balanced, happy, and joyful with all of it. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 95. And now let's get right to it with Rachel Beyer of Rachel Beyer Artist Apothecary in Portland, Oregon. Rachel Beyer from Rachel Beyer Artist Apothecary in Portland, Oregon. Welcome to Indie Business Podcast. Hi, Donna Maria. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So Rachel, your business is like an outgrowth of your expertise and your training as a graphic artist. And I think that is so fascinating because you design the artwork on your labels and we're going to get to that. But I first want to go back a little bit and share a little bit about your transition from working full time or mostly in the graphic artist field to what you're doing now making products and incorporating your graphic design expertise into your brand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I studied graphic design in college and, uh, you know, started working in the field. Um, I, I quickly realized I didn't want to do, I didn't want a full-time job doing that work because spending that much time in front of the computer was really hard um, on my body. So I, I did, so I, I started my first like Etsy shop way back in like 2009, um, making and selling, making products and selling my art. I was also working, um, still using the graphic design skills, doing, uh, like freelance graphic design work. Um, I did craft blogging for many years. So I've always just 
um, had like many, many kind of part-time jobs all at once. <laughs> so you, so you, your first like quote unquote career profession was in the graphic design field. Is that, is that how it kind of all got started? I mean, you're obviously talented separate and apart from that. Like as a child, did you recognize early on that you had a talent and a skill as a designer and artist? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I was always interested in art. Um, and I took, you know, would always, I would take, you know, extra classes outside of school, um, art classes and, um, yeah, creativity, art, art and crafts were always a passion of mine. Um, there, um, crafting and sewing were things I learned from, um, my mother and grandmother. So those were all things, um, I've always been really passionate about and, um, yeah. And then I, I did actually begin college studying like fine art, um, but couldn't really see myself like what I was I going to do with a fine art degree. So I mm -hmm. did end up changing to graphic design so that I mm -hmm. could um, have just more, more tangible <laughs> skills <laughs> um, to help me um, begin my career. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, so I've always, I've, I guess I've always kind of done both, but the art and the graphic design. Mm -hmm. So many talents all together, all wrapped up in one <laughs> nice package. And, you know, so I've known you for a bit, maybe, I don't know, three or four years when you first joined the Indie Business Network. And we've talked before, you know, on Zooms and so forth. I haven't had a chance to meet you in person. I hope that will change one day. But one of the things that's so funny is even though I've followed your business for a while. I have some of your products. I've got some in my purse right now. Um, I discovered, I don't know how I came across this on Amazon. I was just looking around Amazon and I was like, there was a book by a person named Rachel Byer. And I clicked on it. I was like, I wonder if that's the same Rachel Byer. And I read a little bit and I was like, it's the same Rachel Byer. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's so interesting because you are multi-talented, obviously. I had never known that you had been the author of this book. So that book must have been written back during the time, you know, before you started your herbal and plant-based business, when you were kind of, you know, doing other things more more consistently. Is that is that what that book was? I just remember yeah. it was it was such it was like an how to make something book. I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, it's a book on. Uh like felt embroider felt and embroidery projects mm -hmm. yes crafting. yes um yeah so I I was a craft blogger for many years um and so that's kind of where that project came from I was approached by a publisher and uh -huh. uh, and I did the thing I wrote the book um <laughs> well that's awesome so, and so fascinating to me too because it's a reminder that when like we're looking at what you're doing now and, you know, this is what we're buying now. This is what we see now, but there's always such a great story behind whatever we see now. And I just think, you know, the experience that you must've had and the confidence building that must've occurred back when you learned how to make something and a publisher came along and said, Hey, we want to publish yeah. your book. Like what was that experience like? Pretty amazing, huh? Yeah, I mean, like the, you know, the world of, I quickly learned, you know, the, how 
different the world of publishing is. Um, you know, I was only given about six weeks to um, write the book, and I did oh, all wow. the I did all the photography and illustrations for the book as well. So it was a really wow. big project. Um, that yeah, I because That's... I was working. Um, you know, mm -hmm. my other jobs were all very part time. I was mm -hmm. able to um, create the space needed to to yeah. create the book. Yeah. Um, and I've, and then I've 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 actually written um, another smaller book for a different publisher um, mm -hmm. that came a few years later. Actually, right before I started my current product business, um, and that was a uh, instructional book for a candle making kit. Okay. So there's a, see, there's another book I didn't even yeah. know about. So, <laughs> and, and I've been, I I'm doing my research and I, I, I'm so excited to hear that. So you have found a way to combine multiple talents. Like you can write, you can take nice product photos. You're an artist and an illustrator. You are an educated plant herbalist and you know how to make products. Like and I'm probably just scratching the surface. Like you play the flute too. Like there's probably all yeah. these other things, but you have taken those, I guess, five things that you're five or six things that you're really good at that you also enjoy and combine them together to create a business. Yes, exactly. And that my is like, to me, like, that is like, like, doesn't that excite you? Like how, I mean, how many people would love to be able to do that? Like, they're maybe good at graphics art like you were, and they could sit in front of a computer. And I guess that kind of life is fine for some people. Everybody's different. But you have figured out a way to take that gift and, and that skill and massage it so that it could work for you according to your definition of what you wanted to do and not have to fit it into someone else's. Yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely with my, you know, the current iteration of my handmade business, it's definitely, you know, crafted for, mm -hmm. to suit, you know, to suit my needs, to suit, yeah. you know, my passions and, yeah. and, you know, the, the life that I want to live. Like, and isn't that like, the best? Like, could yeah, you see yourself I mean, like, even having a, a job job now? No, <laughs> I, mean, I, had, I had, um, you know, before I started this business, I did work. I what I did have a job, uh, that I thought was my dream job mm -hmm. at the time I was working full-time for another artist who I really admired. I was managing a new storefront that she opened and it was a metaphysical, um, spiritual type shop and, um, after a year I was laid off and the whole, the, the shop was closed down. And so, um, you know, I really, that having that experience really did like help me remember, like, like I ran, I, I mean, I steered that ship, the artist, mm -hmm. you know, the owners and the artists were really hands off. Um, so I really was really reminded, um, mm -hmm. reminded me of like what, you know, really I was capable of and, mm. um, yeah. And, and help me to, you know, to be on the, the, the retailer side of things and, and seeing all these ordering all these beautiful products that people right. were making. And, um, so when that job ended, I, um, 
I that's when I wrote the candle making book mm-hmm. and fell just really fell in love with the process of making mm-hmm. candles and so and that that was in 2018 and so that in 2018 the fall of 2018 I launched two candle scents mm-hmm. um, the first two and I just I sold them on my website and in in one shop in my community mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and things kind of grew from there. Yes. Well, I have some of your candles and I love them. So if, if we go back a little bit before that, Rachel, I know um, from looking at your bio that you have some experience with chronic pain. And so I know a lot of our listeners who have businesses of their own experience different sorts of physical challenges as well. And I, I was wondering if you could share a little bit about that journey and how uh, you know, despite whatever those issues are, you are still managing and have managed over the years to, you know, lead a successful business that you really enjoy. Yeah, so I developed a chronic pain condition in 2013. And um, it really, it's still something I'm, you know, managing today. So this is like, I'm in my my 10th year mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. of um yeah, living with chronic pain and I'm much better at managing it now, 10 years in. Um, but it really changed the course of my life and kind of forced me to really listen deeply to my body and like learn how to feel my feelings and process difficult emotions and those kinds of things. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of hard to, um, um, you know, f- for people sometimes to, you know, envision and and sort of connect whatever the whatever the you know issue might be from a physical perspective. And sometimes it's a challenge to be able to say, okay, this is what I want to do, but I have certain sorts of limitations that I have to respect because I have to take care of myself. Um, and so, but you've been able to, whatever those issues are, you've been able to figure out how you can continue to care for yourself and also, you know, run a business, which is like, you know, any business, like it's Herculean to be able to run any kind of business. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And just like, you know, I, I, over the years, I, you know, just was really, led and by you know by you know just through listening to my body and my intuition that like working for someone else on someone else's schedule and time just did not um Mm -hmm. wasn't supportive for me so like I, I needed to create my own kind of ecosystem in my work life that um Mm -hmm. that is flexible where I manage my own time you know if I'm having a pain flare up, I can, you know, clear my schedule and rest mm-hmm. when I need to, I can work from my bed when mm-hmm. I need to. Um, and just really the, the business, you know, that I'm running now, it's really, I'm, I'm really about just kind of honoring my own pace and mm-hmm. not trying to push myself and push my body past what it's, you know, what's healthy. Mm-hmm. To do. And so as you as you lead your business with those thoughts in mind, Rachel, how do you set uh, 
goals in the business or how do you like one of the things, you know, obviously you have beautiful products and you could just make them for fun. Like you don't have to have a business. You could make a living doing something else. How do you, how do you remain flexible as you just described and, and have a fluid approach while at the same time, keeping your eye like on the bottom line and making sure that you are, you know, you know, continuing to be profitable and, you know, selling the products that are actually generating the income that makes the business financially successful. Yeah, well, it's definitely a challenge and like something that I'm like working to find a balance in all the time. I, um, I don't do too much like uh, planning ahead, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, just because my life really and my body really need me to like be present in the in you know in Mm. what's happening today because Mm -hmm. tomorrow I could be laid up in bed or you know um but and I and I do still um do freelance graphic design work so um I don't like to put all my eggs into one basket Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so do you see the business as supplementing the freelance graphic design work or the other way around or, or does it even matter right, right now the graphic design work is my bread and butter still I mm-hmm. would um I would like it to be the other way around that's <laughs> uh, a process right at some point in the future but um but yeah and and the graphic design work, I I will say I work now, I work exclusively for one client mm-hmm. um, who I've, I think we're in our eighth year of working together. And that oh, relationship wow. has really grown over the years. Um, they, I, I work for a produce company, so mm-hmm. I design their produce packaging and Ooh. Um, do you draw favorite. fruits and vegetables like yes <laughs> Ooh, nice yes. oh I bet it's and, beautiful um, and the the name of the brand the produce brand is called hippie organics and they they are based actually in Miami Florida and they found me way back in 2015 by literally googling groovy art so are you kidding me groovy <laughs> art and you came up you know that's actually not that surprising because um, one of the things that I think is so awesome and unique about your brand is that you design all of the labels on your packaging and you also have other sorts of products that you design like greeting cards and so forth. So can you share with us a little bit about how you, how does a new design come to you? I mean, I, I know it's an artistic experience that someone like me probably would never have. Um, but like, is, do you, do you come up with these great ideas in the shower, how your new (laughs) greeting card or something is going to look like, what is that process like for you? If you could share a little bit of that? Yeah, well, I mean, I do keep a sketchbook and, you know, doodle ideas as they come up. Um, and like doing, doing the work with hippie organics really in did inform um, like me putting my artwork on the labels of my products because um, my artwork 
is on the late like the clamshell of the blueberries mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the work mm-hmm. I do with them um but like for the candles uh which they are my kind of my my best-selling mm-hmm. product mm-hmm. Um, I do they are really special because the artwork I create for the candles is I really feel it's like a collaboration with me and like the the natural materials that I use Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. collaboration with nature um so and I and I love I aromatherapy was like one of the first like healing tools Mm -hmm. I found in my like chronic healing journey with chronic pain Mm -hmm. um and so you know I really love working with scent and like having that inform the artwork that Mm. I then create that that kind of expresses a kind uh, an intention for the candle itself um Mm -hmm. and it's it sounds like the whole process is integrating all of the things that matter to you in your life like you, the the plants you said the aromatherapy the essential oils they're in the products and we get to enjoy them because we buy them but i would imagine that the making process using the things that you love to surround yourself with is also healing in and of itself yes exactly and that's kind of what with my business now like the process of creating my products is mm-hmm. actually like therapeutic and healing for me mm-hmm. personally, like it went while mm-hmm. I'm making them. Um, and I do garden and I, all the the herbs and like flower petals that I decorate the tops of my candles with, I grow mm-hmm. and harvest myself. So I am like in this relationship with the plants mm-hmm. that I then use to create the products and who Mm -hmm. inspire the artwork. So Rachel, that integration of life and business is something that, I mean, I see it more frequently today than I used to, but tell me what you're seeing in terms of the world of makers and artists, entrepreneurs, and how they are able to integrate these aspects of themselves into a a venture that can actually also support them. Like that's not something that we, like our parents, you know, didn't really see that in the business world. Like, like I know my, my grandparents, they were farmers, like they grew everything they ate when it was time for dinner. My grandmother would go in the backyard and she would pick some green beans and you know, deal with a chicken. And two hours later, we would have chicken and green beans for dinner. Like that was how it worked. But I think what we're seeing now, and I'd love your thoughts on this too, is sort of a resurgence of that, that we don't have to have a traditional job that we don't necessarily enjoy. If if you enjoy it, it's great. But if you don't, you can take your skills and talents and channel them someplace else and fulfill yourself physically, emotionally, financially, and all those things from things that you know how to do yourself. Yeah, exactly. I I have always known that I've, you know, wanted to pave my own path in my career. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I think so many um creative people just don't feel like feel like they don't fit into kind of the prescribed 
um, career path that, like you said, like my parents and grandparents, you know, they worked one job for their whole career. And right, right. It's different now. I think, I think, Mm um, especially for, for, you know, uh, for myself and for other people who are, you know, more, more uh, highly sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, have chronic health issues, mm-hmm. like, you know, we, everyone is so, has creativity in them, like, mm-hmm. and they're with, like, access to technology and the internet and social media, um, it's, you really can, it makes paving mm-hmm. your own path more possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly mm-hmm. not easy. It's certainly not the easy path. The prescribed mm-hmm. path is, you know, you know, just going, working a nine to five job is maybe, you know, easier, but it's, mm-hmm. I have found it to be, you know, less fulfilling and, mm-hmm. and not as supportive as, I want my work and career to be and not as meaningful. Rachel, do you find it a challenge to uh, integrate the aspects of your life that involve making the products and designing the labels and, you know, carrying your sketchbook around and so forth? Do you find it's a challenge to integrate that with the need for technology to market your business? Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, um, marketing of my business is definitely a big challenge. Um, I, you know, I, I don't have like consistent presence on social media or um, anything like that, but I, I'm just really of the mind of like, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm, I don't want to force myself to mm-hmm. do things um you know whenever that that voice of saying I should do this I should do that you know then I I tend to take a pause and mm-hmm. and kind of reconnect with mm-hmm. my intuition and and what it is I meant to be doing because right. there's so many distractions mm-hmm. and you know and and can really get caught up in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, I call it compare and despair. <laughs> right, right. Um, yes. And so, you know, I really work, tr- I really try to like stay in my own lane and, mm-hmm. and really focus on, on, yeah, my own, on my own process. So my- it's a challenge, but you still do it. And And I know you just said that, um, you don't feel like you're as consistent. I'm actually on your Instagram now, which for everyone listening is your name, Rachel Byer. And while I don't see like posts every day, um, I do see total consistency. Like I really do. Like if I were to come here um, and not have known you, and I think I've actually experienced this before because I didn't know you until I knew you, um, you're, you're, your Instagram is very brand organized to me. It's very consistent. It may not be every day, but it's very consistent. And I, you know what I love? I love when you treat us to a picture of you. Mm-hmm. It's nice. And and you, 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 um, the tops of your candles are gorgeous. Like 
I don't even need to know if it burns. I just, I just like the top of the candle and I want the top of that candle and, and I've had some of them. So I love that you are allowing your business to grow according to what feels right to you and not what other people or, you know, I guess other things in the world say you should be doing. Right. And I think, you know, I've had to really learn how to set clear boundaries Mm -hmm. um, in my business, Mm -hmm. mainly with myself, you know, um, and, and with, you know, with other people I work with, but, um, yeah, just like getting, being really clear on like making sure that I'm showing up in Mm -hmm. my business in a way that is true Mm -hmm. and authentic to me. And Mm -hmm. because I think, you know, in the past, you know, I've learned some, some important lessons on, on, yeah, trying Mm -hmm. to be, trying to be everyone's Mm -hmm. everything, trying to be like everyone and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, yeah, that never works long term, does it? No. Because um, we have to be who we are. So, Rachel, what what different products do you sell? Like, I know you have some Bath and Body, but I also see cards and matches and uh, other sorts of things. Can you give us like the overview of the types of categories of products that you offer at Rachel Buyer? Yeah. So I do. I do like have many categories of products just because I've been making and making and selling my art for so long. Um, I kind of really started out, you know, making art prints and greeting cards. So I still have those, um, some of those designs in my shop. Um, And then Mm -hmm. I have the candles and aromatherapy products. So I make sprays and roll-on perfumes. And then, kind of seasonally I I do add I I make I have within my own herbalism practice I make Mm -hmm. um tinctures and salves and teas and things like that and so um seasonally I'll kind of add those in as well and you you are an herbalist and an aromatherapist like tell us a little bit about the background of the things that you have studied that have um that you have integrated into your product line yeah so um i i'm pretty much self taught um with aromatherapy and herbalism i you know i've taken classes online over the years um and really my interest is in just you know, finding and creating my own healing remedies that, Mm -hmm. you know, support my health and help me manage my chronic pain and things Mm. like that. So, so I'm, and, and just like something with, with the chronic pain, Mm -hmm. a message I've kind of received over the years is like getting my body closer to the earth Mm. um, feels healing for me so mm-hmm. um so, so kind yeah. of putting all those things together into your business as well as the work that you do for the hippie organics brand as well there's obviously a connection there like i went over yeah. to their website and i do see your artwork so it all kind of connects together yes and like one of the the 
the things I love about working with them is like seeing on social media people mm -hmm. who buy the produce and they're like, I don't even like Brussels sprouts, but the packaging was so cute. It inspired me to try cooking Brussels sprouts. So. Well, I have to say, I agree with that because the first <laughs> thought I had was, Oh my goodness, butternut squash. I need yeah. some of that. Of course, I don't <laughs> need any right now, but I need some now because this picture is so nice. It's really, really beautifully done. So do you wholesale and retail direct to consumers? Like, Tell us a little bit, if you would, about how you split that up in your business. Yeah. So I, I have my own website. So I'm selling you know, direct to customers on my website. I also am on Etsy, though I don't... Um, I don't put much as much effort into my Etsy shop. It's just wanting a presence in that marketplace. Um, and then I do also wholesale and um, wholesale has been kind of the focus mm -hmm. of my business um, mm -hmm. for the last few years. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you think about not being quote unquote consistent on social media, is that part of the reason why is that, you, you're selling direct to consumers, of course, because you have Etsy and you obviously have your own website, but when you're selling wholesale, you don't necessarily, you're not dealing with a consumer in that transaction. You're dealing with another business owner who's buying your products in bulk to stock for themselves to sell them to consumers, right? Right. So do you find that that's one of the, one of the reasons why you feel like the last couple of years have been a little more wholesale than before because you like that shift or that mix yeah I I mean I I, I am kind of I do have a, like an introverted personality and so you know I really enjoy working behind the scenes most of the time being mm -hmm. in, working in my studio being in my own kind of creative space mm -hmm. so um yeah so the I I really kind of had when I began my um, this iteration of my business, I really had a focus on wholesale, mm -hmm. um, and, and, mm -hmm. you know, really saw a lot of growth in the last few years, um, mm -hmm. with that, which has been great. Um, and then last year I did end up pivoting a little bit, um, by doing some in-person events, my, wholesale sales have been have gone down significantly so um so last year I was like okay I, I need to you know mm -hmm. I need to change I need to make a change um so I did um mm -hmm. about six in-person in-person events um mm -hmm. kind of last like fall holiday season and Yes, and that's when we get treated to pictures of you, by the way, on yeah. your Instagram. I've noticed yes, that. Exactly. <laughs> so do you attribute the, the sales changes in wholesale in any way to the pandemic or do you do you see it as yeah. caused by something else? I think so. In 2021, mm -hmm. I had like I was busy, you know, I was I was and I was mm. still working out of my home. Mm -hmm. Um and I, I like, you know, more than doubled my income. Mm -hmm. that year um with just selling wholesale mainly on fair before the pandemic you mean uh no this was in 2021 okay so in so the throes of the pandemic in, yeah and I, well i think i think just a lot of you know small businesses saw 
a boost um, yes, in, in their businesses because, mm-hmm. you know, people were um, really, well, people yeah. were at home with a credit card in their hands. Yeah. And, <laughs> How about that, right? And, and, you know, getting stimulus money from the right. government and right. also just like, you know, supporting local businesses mm-hmm. and small businesses really like came into people's awareness and, and the importance of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last year in 2022, I made, I had like a drop of like $10,000. I made 10,000 less on mm-hmm. fair last year. Mm-hmm. And I think, so on I think, fair, you mean the wholesale site at yeah. fair? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, so I think, you know, but now, you know, it's taken a few years for the, you know, smaller shops and smaller mm-hmm. businesses to really feel the impacts of the pandemic. I mean, mm-hmm. along with the like rising cost of materials and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So one of the ways you've handled that is to shift to do more events, which you might not otherwise be doing if the wholesale was a little stronger right now. Is that right. kind of what you're saying? I mean, I would rather, you know, just be in my introverted space mm-hmm. you know, in my creative space so definitely doing events is a little outside of my comfort zone but um you know it, it really was um a great opportunity because I mm-hmm. I hadn't yet um interacted directly with my customers in person and gotten direct customer feedback which was you know really valuable for me to to have and to just you know meet be able to meet people after being quarantined and very isolated during at the beginning of the pandemic especially well I would imagine that that in addition to being a treat for your customers was extra good for you because now you have more of of the insight that you need into your customers buying process so whether you're wholesaling or retailing you're better equipped to make products that serve those people because you know them better now. Yes, exactly. Like I, um, an example is one of, one of the, uh, I added matchboxes to my line last year and mm-hmm. one, there was just one of, and each matchbox features my artwork and you can get a candle with a matching matchbox. Um, and there was just one, artwork on a matchbox that people were mm-hmm. just kept gravitating towards this one I mean I I had like I think a dozen different designs mm-hmm. but there mm-hmm. was this one that that people were liking the most and so mm-hmm. now I'm working on making um kind of reworking that artwork to make an mm-hmm. art print because I mm-hmm. had a few people say like I would put this on my wall you know oh yes so so, so that's such a great illustration of how leading a business and running a business and listening to your customers can lead to new opportunities that you don't really plan for. It's like organically, you you made the matchboxes not thinking about making prints at the beginning, but then a customer comes along and goes, hey, that would be a nice print. And then you can start thinking along those lines. So it's almost like you don't have to do all the heavy lifting of making things up because when you put what you do make out there, your customers come to you and say other ideas and they kind of give them to you. Like, is that a, 
Like it's like synchron synchronous to me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I do there, you know, you do get all kinds of comments mm-hmm. from people. And so you mean I I have had have had to learn how to, you know, take what resonates for me and leave the right. rest. You know, right. We have to but. sift through all the stuff, but <laughs> it sounds like you're doing that. Like we sift through all the stuff and then we, you know, we separate the stuff from the stuff that is useful to us. And then we put that to use and make it work for us and make it work obviously for our customers. So Rachel, when you create a new design, like as an artist, like, can you give us some insight into what that's like? To, like, do you walk around with a sketchbook in your purse everywhere you go and oh my goodness, you're walking past a tree and you have to stop and sit down and draw it right now. Like, how, how do, I'm not an artist. So how, how does that work? I'm so curious about the internal workings of an artist in that regard, because your, your illustrations are so beautiful. Like, does this come naturally to you? Or do you like sit down with a blank page? Like a lot of writers say, I mean, I have to write 500 words today. So they sit down with a blank page in front of them. They don't get up until 500 words are written. You know, do you find that that creative process is is any is similar at all? Or is it different for you? I mean, it's. I think it's different. It's it's much more. Intuitive more kind of unplanned. I mean, I do have a specific Mm. illustration style that I work in Mm -hmm. and that um, is really something I developed through my work with Hippie Organics. Um, So um, yeah, I do, I am very much inspired by nature Mm -hmm. and plants um, mm-hmm. Part of my and part of my herbalism practice, I um, you know create a. I'm creating like my own. It's called a materia medica, which is basically your own mm-hmm. record of of mm-hmm. of different plants and you know their healing properties. And mm-hmm. um, so I do like have ongoing research that I do on plants, and part of that process is you know illustrating a plant making a little illustration of the plant, mm-hmm. um, which then I may later incorporate into an, uh, you know, a, um, a more full illustration. Mm-hmm. Um, and, right. and yeah. And, 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 I, I, and then, you know, I do, it's, it's my style, my illustration style is a combination of watercolor and digital. So um, I do, wow. so I make, uh, the like line drawing of the the mm-hmm. image I'm creating, and then I I I paint watercolor swatches mm-hmm. and scan them in, and then mm-hmm. kind of collage them in. It's kind of like coloring in a coloring mm-hmm. book, but with all these watercolor swatches I've created. Um, and so I have like a whole catalog of different um mm-hmm. water you know watercolor swatches that. Mm-hmm that I, that I incorporate and build into the artwork on the computer. So it's like mm-hmm. a combination of traditional and digital. Have you ever thought about teaching classes? <laughs> You're laughing um, because I'm not um, the first person to ask that question. Am I on like, on like the illustration side? Yes. No, I have, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just. I, t- I took some art classes during the pandemic. Um, it was fun. I I definitely have 
no talent in that regard. My talents lie elsewhere for sure. Um, but it certainly was fun. And I'm just scrolling through your website as we're talking and, and I'm picturing you, you know, like with a paintbrush in one hand, um, a pencil in the other, an iPad in another, and color <laughs> swatches everywhere. Like that process just must be, I, I would imagine I could see like if I could glance into your studio, I would imagine you could stay in there for a hundred hours and like have to, someone would have to remind you to eat. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a person that like is ever bored and like yeah. doesn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. So do do you have like a studio separate from your home or is your home in your is yeah, your studio so, in your home? Um at the be- right at the beginning of 2022, I moved my business out of my home um into a studio space. So and I I like doubled the size my workspace, the size mm-hmm. of my work which is great because I was working in a very tiny space and also like you know on my couch in my living room so Mm -hmm. now now I um I have a separate studio space where I do all the the production work of making my products and Uh um you know have a desk um for my doing my design work a lot of the illustration artwork if I'm just like making you know making art I still do that at home um mm-hmm. I'm, you know mm-hmm. I, I, and, I never just watch tv it's like you know right. watching tv and drawing or right working. doing something else at the same time yeah. so how yeah. did you find the space like is it all yours do you share it like what what is that experience like um yeah it's it's a building that uh just it's just a few miles from my house in portland and it's a building that it's all for like um small business small businesses and like hobby hobbyists so you can um it's like a maker a maker space sort of yeah yeah and there's they have a few different buildings around town and so um yeah so I'm in a building with other other makers other small business people Mm -hmm. who and and I have Mm -hmm. yeah I have like 200 square feet and my own sink still so. oh that's a nice amount of space so when you grow the herbs and stuff do you do that there or in, in your backyard like where where are the herbs and things that you mentioned that you have in your candles and so forth grown uh, those are grown in my backyard yeah and nice. then I do I do also um during the summer months visit uh local farms and um like go to they have there's a, a local farm here called rise up remedies and and they they're an herb farm and they invite the community out to pick their own herbs in the summer months so i'll also go out to their farm and and harvest herbs with them too oh that sounds fantastic so rachel do you have people that help you in your business like either employees or contractors that work with you either full-time part-time or seasonally um no it's all me um doing everything i mean during the holidays i i will tap um mm-hmm. family members <laughs> to <laughs> to help me <laughs> um so you know my my mom and sister this past uh-huh. holiday season came to my studio and helped me like with labeling candles um, uh-huh. my dad helped me load in and out of my events um yeah. things like that but um, like, do you do your own bookkeeping too like your yeah. own 
Yeah. Okay. So what do you do for non-work time? Like your relaxation? I mean, I know it's relaxing to make your products and you're an artist and you mentioned that that is healing for you. Do you, do you enjoy other sorts of hobbies as well that are completely unrelated to your business? You know, not any, it's not completely unrelated. No. I mean, I, I mean, I, I do really enjoy gardening. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, just in my backyard, I'm also um, volunteering at a community garden this year. So I'm excited. Oh. for that. Um, otherwise, you know, I, I living in the Pacific Northwest, I, mm-hmm. I, I love to go on hikes and mm-hmm. um, just any chance to get outside and be in nature. It's such a beautiful part of the country for sure. Wow. Well, April, I, I, did I just call you April? I don't even know where that came from. Why, why did that happen? Okay. Pickle, we may have to cut that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Rachel, it was so great to talk to you and so great to learn a little bit more about your process and really just what goes into the creation of these products, which I see as beautiful and which I have personally experienced. I will tell you, like I said, I'm looking at your wound. You have a wound healer product right now. It's like a skin healing salve, which by the way, for anyone listening is a wonderful product. I use it on my hands and it's a beautiful color and it smells good. And it smells, it smells like the earth in some ways. And so it really is such a nice reflection of, of all the things that you've shared with us that your brand stands with. As we close things out, Rachel, I would love to know, like, you know, as a, as a person who you, you're a self-described introvert, but you're also a member of the Indie Business Network. And I would imagine, you know, you're a member of the community garden that you talked mm-hmm. about. Like, can you share with our listeners uh, how important you feel it is to be a part of communities like the Indie Business Network and other words, others so that you, um, you know, you're, you have your own space and everything but you're also not alone yeah definitely um yeah community is is so important and I feel like especially with the pandemic it's we've you know really been isolated and forced away from community so coming back to community and interacting with you know like-minded people online and in indie and in the indie business network has been so helpful um, just being able to um, ask questions, get feedback, mm-hmm. um, talk with other, you know, small, other artists, other creative people, other business owners has been so helpful and, and supportive. And just like, as much as I love, you know, mm-hmm. being, being on my own in mm-hmm. my studio in my like creative zone like i like interacting with other people and 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 being mm. in community is still i still feel is so important and like mm-hmm. finding finding your people is finding your people yeah yeah well, we definitely love serving you but let me just tell you i'm glad you like that time in your studio too because what you produce is truly exquisite and it's, it's absolutely lovely. And 
I appreciate it. And I know I'm not the only one. So thank you so much for joining us today and sharing a little bit about your life and your business. I want to remind everyone to go to Rachel Beyer, R-A-C-H-E-L-B-E-Y-E-R, rachelbeyer.com, and also on Instagram and follow along and look for her at some shows coming up as well in the Pacific Northwest area, right? Rachel, I'm going to try to get out there when you're doing yeah. shows too in the in the spring and summer. That would be great. Yeah, I'm doing my, I'm doing my next show in May. At, uh, it's called uh, Crafty Wonderland. It's our one of our our big uh, community shows for artists and makers. So I'm excited for that. That's coming. And up that's in Portland too. Yes. Okay, I'm going to make sure we mention that um, because the podcast will be published before then. So we'll definitely let people know about that. Rachel, thank you so much for joining. It's been so much fun to get to know you and um, and chat with you for a while. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was great talking with you today. Well, I hope this episode of the Indie Business Podcast left you inspired, motivated, and excited about the future of your business and your life. Let's quickly review three of the most significant business insights Rachel and I discussed today. Number one, don't try to be everyone's everything. Over the years, Rachel has learned to be crystal clear on what it means to show up for herself first in true and authentic ways. And she so succinctly and eloquently put it this way. She has learned not to be everyone's everything. And that is a direct quote because that never works. Let's remember that. Number two, honor your personal pace. Rachel lives with what she describes as chronic pain challenges. These have taught her to listen deeply and intentionally to her body and to create and honor her own personal pace in life and in business. She has created what she describes as an ecosystem that allows her to adjust her schedule around what's going on in her life so she never has to push herself emotionally and physically beyond what is healthy for her. These are lifestyle benefits she never would have been able to enjoy if she was working full time in a traditional environment. And number three, the importance of community. While Rachel enjoys time in her studio in what she calls her creative zone, she embraces and understands that community is important as well, particularly as we move out of the pandemic. In addition to enjoying time in person with customers at shows and markets, Rachel's mom, sister, and father help her with her business, especially during busy seasons. She also volunteers at a local community garden. Also, being part of the Indie Business Network makes a big difference to Rachel because it allows her to interact with like-minded artists and entrepreneurs who provide valuable support and feedback and answers to her business questions. It's critical, she says, to be a part of community, online and off, where you can, quote unquote, find your people. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get our new episodes every time one comes out. 
Also, I'd love it if you left us a review so more people like you can access these inspiring and uplifting entrepreneurial stories. We're on Apple, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, and all other major podcast platforms. And I would love to get to know you more personally too. You can follow the Indie Business Network on Instagram at Indie Business. And I also invite you to connect with me more personally on Instagram too at Donna Maria CEO. And if you really want to get to know me and take advantage of the personalized coaching and mentoring I deliver only inside the Indie Business Network, I invite you to join us today at IndieBusinessNetwork.com and take advantage of our amazing growing community and the many benefits of membership, including our insurance coverage, prom promotional and networking opportunities, and more. Well, I'll see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, enjoy your life, build your business, and have your way. Mm -hmm.